What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode number 360 of the Smart Out Moments Smack Talk Podcast. I am your host, as always, Tony Mango, and joining me is Robert DeFelice. Hello, I am here, Tony, and I noticed you didn't say joining me as always, but I do typically always join you. Yes, typically. Except for those times you don't. And those times... I don't know. I'm fucking tired. <laughs> I just realized I'm going down a train that I don't even want to go. This has been a hell of a Monday Night Raw. My brain is fried. Oh, my God. Well, as I understand it, those times you typically fight aliens. Usually I do. Uh, these al- They won this time. The aliens beat me. <laughs> uh, yes, we record the hot tags after Raw, and uh, this has been a hell of a week. Uh, just I've been running around like a goddamn idiot. We're, I was going to say running around like a chicken with its head cut off, but I think that that's even more coherent. And then uh, today has been a pain in the ass, and then Monday Night Raw just kind of starts off with what we're going to talk about later on. It's going to be our main topic here, and we have to get a lot of things out of the way before we get into that. And that just means my I'm all frazzled. I'm all over the place. You're probably going to hear a lot of me going, yeah, but wait, what was I talking about? Like a lot of those kind of things. Um Hot tags. That's what we're talking. If you don't know what the hot tags are, they are the current events, the rumors, the news, the gossip, all the other kind of stuff that's happening in the world of professional wrestling, specifically WWE for the most part. Over the past couple of days since the last time that we did the hot tags, we are not talking evolution here because later on this week we'll be doing our predictions and our post show for evolution. So you're not going to see like, you know, hey, news is that they're going to do that stupid six woman tag team match. It's like, yeah, I get it. It's fucking obvious. But we are going to talk some new stuff, and then we're going to get into the insanity of what happened with The Shield on Monday Night Raw. So let's talk about the first non-WWE-related thing, which is that the NWA unveiled the new National Championship title. And if anybody remembers when the Universal Championship came out, I really hated it. Because I don't like that red strap at all. I still don't like it. I've grown to come become a little bit accustomed to it, but I still think that that's kind of ugly. I still think that the Raw Tag Team titles and the SmackDown Tag Team titles look ugly. It's just not my thing. Do you just not like colored straps? Because you also hated the North American Championship. Yeah, see, I don't like the North American Championship with that type of strap, but I don't like that shape of it either and i don't like the cruiserweight championship having the purple strap on it i just pretty much like the regular strap designs and stuff so that's one issue but at least with the universal title i've warmed up to it and it doesn't look as bad as what it originally used to in my mind but this national championship is fucking horrible like this puts my whole like i hate the european championship thing (laughs) way aside like the european championship looks significantly better than this one this is atrocious and i get that they're going for old school but why (laughs) kind of like this is such a a, such an ugly looking belt in so um, many ways i'm gonna pull up for you the belt that it's modeled after and it's legit just updated for 2018 and i'm just gonna send it to you over skype so you can see the belt that they were modeling it after um well the i looked at the belt that had 
previously uh, been their national championship, and that didn't look all that bad. So it was like, did you really need to change it? You know. Let's I see actually what this don't build know is. what the immediate national championship was. Of course, today the way it today is, I can't get Skype to bring me this picture. Let's see. This is the type of stuff that I would normally edit out, but I am fucking tired and I am You're not going to do it. He is so over, <laughs> instead of having, uh, you know, it's cut straight to me going blah, 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 blah. Then, uh, all right, now we got to come up here. A bloody Ric Flair holding a disgusting championship. See, now, <laughs> one of the things I hate about this thing is I hate this trap. Of course, I mentioned that before, but I've never thought that the United States shape was like an interesting shape to put on these kind of things. Predominantly though, if that's the center plate, it's just bad looking. And when you've got a strap behind it, that looks like the most generic thing that they didn't even want to cut it out to kind of fit around there. I like when WWE has, for instance, the, uh, the universal and the WWE championship that we have now, it has those little parts cut off on the, the center plate. So that way it fits that center design. It's not just like a plain thing that they put stuff on top of. Like I hated the uh, undisputed championship design because of that. It was just an oval that had a different kind of uh, ovular thing on the inside. It feels like they need to cut out to fit the frame of the United States there just for it to not look like the cheapest indie fed thing that they could get to me right now I'm, I'm sure anybody who's old school is like turning around in their grave because they're just <laughs> kind of like you know that's classic and that that's why they're the nwa they want to be classic and it's like all right fine but classic doesn't mean good so i'm looking the at the belt design from 2015 and it looks cool you know i i think they're just going for classic i like it because i've seen cool stuff with flair from when he held that kind of design. So I'm going strictly off of classic, but yeah, I can totally see why you would take issue. Classic to me doesn't equal unprotected from criticism. Like uh, some people not saying that you're in that kind of boat, but like some people I feel just because something's old, they automatically attribute it to greatness because it's old. Like, you know, you ever get into an argument with somebody where you're talking about great films and they're like the type of douchebag that goes, well, there hasn't been a great film made since 1978. And it's like, yeah, okay. Not a single good movie has happened since then. <laughs> Just because it's not Casablanca, Gone with the Wind, or fucking Citizen Kane, it's not a good movie anymore. Like, all right, if you like those, perfectly fine. Citizen Kane's, you know, a great movie. I have not bothered to sit through Casablanca or Gone with the Wind all the way through. Uh, but... You know, just because it's old doesn't mean it's bad. Just because it's old doesn't mean it's good. And this design, if I think if any championship, uh, any company had this championship other than NWA, everybody would be laughing at it. Because you picture like, you know, like ECPW or I don't know, like um, some like Baltimore whatever indie fed or ring of honor even like you know if they had a championship that looked just pretty much like this everybody would be like whoa that's a monstrosity well and let me tell you i think ring of honor has the best 
looking championships in the business. But yeah, I see completely where you're going. The only reason that they're even getting a pass in any regard is because they are the NWA and they are going for a classic. But I agree with you there. I actually don't know what the Ring of Honor belts look like. Let me look them up real quick. Because to me, uh, certain belt designs that people really love are things that I'm like, I could do without or whatever. All right, let's see here. Replica, Ring of Honor, World TV. Yeah, all right, that's good looking. Like, yeah, these are good. I don't like the six man. That's a little bit strange. But even that's well, better so than... the concept of a six man title. I don't understand that either. Why aren't they just tag teams? But we will talk about tag team titles later on as well. Don't worry, everybody. We will get to that. Um, I basically just kind of wanted to throw this in there because finally I don't have to say that, uh, that the European championship is one of my, like, probably <laughs> like my least favorite or something. Not anymore. European title. You just got a massive upgrade compared to this. Um, real quick. Cause I did watch the show. I covered it for WrestleZone. It was a train wreck in some regards and it was really good in some regards so the audio issues were well off and you could hear like jim Cornette did the commentary for this thing and at one point after like several moments of audio issues the audio cuts out again because they're showing a video package and they think they're playing the audio from the package and all you hear is jim Cornette go it's like a crap shoot and it's just like that killed me to hear Jim Cornette say it's like a crapshoot because you have to understand this show was still very much a modern day independent wrestling show. There was crazy spots, crazy kick out of two of ridiculous maneuvers. And I felt like it was the biggest rib on Jim Cornette. Like he, Cole Cabana was in a match. And if you know, Cole Cabana does a lot of comedy stuff and Cornette goes, yeah, you know, I know I bashed him in the past, but I spoke to him in the locker room, and he said he's bringing his A, his a game tonight, and he's putting on his game face. Five seconds later, Colt Cabana starts biting the glove off one of the guys and then slaps him with it like a duel. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, poor, poor Cornette. He's got to be dying. But yeah, the other newsworthy thing from, the, from that show is Cody Rhodes lost the NWA World Championship to Nick Aldis. This is surprising because Cody Rhodes literally just won the belt at All In, and he's easily the biggest wrestler outside of WWE in North America. And for him to lose this belt has to fuel the rumors that he's going to WWE. Well, I actually subscribe to a different theory. I think that when um, All In was scheduled and stuff, they, they talked things over and they were like, hey, wouldn't it be kind of like fun and interesting if Cody won the title? And then we could just have him drop it right back. I kind of think that that's sort of their philosophy. But also, you mentioned the idea that they could potentially go, he could be going to WWE. Well, one of the other things that's going on on the hot tags for this week are these rumors that seem unfounded, but at the same time, it's worth talking about that Jim Ross and Chris Jericho are starting a new wrestling promotion, which is funded by some billionaire who owns like the Jacksonville Jaguars the or something Jacksonville like that. Jaguars and two, I believe it's like two soccer clubs. Ugh, soccer. Who cares? Sorry, <laughs> I, just, I just pissed off so many people. Um, 
Yeah, like the the reports about this were essentially billionaire is funding this. His son is getting involved. Jericho and Jim Ross are like the guys that know what the hell is going on and that the Bullet Club could be going there. And uh, famed wrestling agent Barry Bloom, who like in his career has represented X-Pac and Goldberg and all these people. It's a really weird story. It was broken by SEScoops.com. And yeah, I don't know. Like Jericho denied it. I will tell you, working with WrestleZone, when I got this, I the first thing I said was, are they credible? And, you know, uh, Bill says, I just reached out to Axis. Axis is denying their involvement. But let's see where this goes. Mm-hmm. Jericho denied it. It's easy to see why. But at the same time, look at the stuff that he's done. Yeah, I don't so buy anything that not, Jericho says anymore. Yeah, it's not like you can go, well, Jericho's word is his bond. He could just not want people to know yet. And, I mean, it would be... Wouldn't it just be the greatest thing if we could have another big league promotion in America? And I know people will go, well, New Japan is... Yeah, but there's still New Japan. Like, I want another big league promotion that's located in America, that will run house shows in America, that will have exclusive talent. It'd be so cool. But I don't know if we'll get that. You know what I mean? I mean, the the thing in, like, the very first thing to talk about is whether or not it's credible, and we're, we're touching upon that. Who knows? I, like, I don't buy what Jericho says one way or another, but that doesn't mean that it's not true. And the next thing is to talk about the other people involved. It's a little bit suspicious to me that we've got billionaire person whose kid is going to run things. That sounds a little bit like Carter. And that's not necessarily the best way to go about things. We've seen that with Impact. So that immediately makes me go, ugh, I hope that this isn't true. Jim Ross and Chris Jericho involved, though, that makes me go, huh, okay, well, how would that work? Because they're both WWE guys, but they're not necessarily, like, you know, in contract, perpetually type of guys, either. And there are some reports that Jim Ross was offered a renewal for his contract, but he turned it down. And this could be potentially something that fuels a little bit of that. If we get another company, this could be what the Young Bucks and Cody Rhodes and Kenny Omega, Hangman, all the other people like that. This could be what they're alluding to when they were saying that big things were coming and that there could be some changes and some different things like that. They could be going to this company and they could be you know, the standout people that really sell this company as being a thing. Plus, I've always mentioned before, merging, I could see somebody like a Jeff Jarrett coming into the mix at some point and kind of folding Global Force-type talent into there too. And maybe they have like a flexible approach to things. Maybe it's not like WWE where you sign people and they can't work for other companies. Maybe it's just... We've got a company that'll incorporate a lot of people on a regular basis and kind of do like a big version of All In. For that matter, maybe All In 2 is under this type of banner. And there's a lot of stuff to talk about with that. And of course, 
more information, the more we could talk about. It's all just pure speculation on what could be total bullshit right now. I don't know. Well, let me read you a post from Cody Rhodes. This is from his Instagram, and this is earlier today. It says, It's never pleasant losing a match, not to mention losing a title. However, last night in Nashville was the largest gross in Fairgrounds history and topped the TNA Asylum era. And I know a great deal of folks that traveled far and wide to be there. That's not missed on me. Southern wrestling and the cities that host it don't often get the buzz like they should, and it felt like the days of old last night. Thank you to those who attended and to those who watched live on Fight. Thank you to all those who attended meet and greets. We earned several, several thousand dollars that I'll be donating to Breast Cancer Research Foundation. Still waiting on final numbers. As I begin transitioning... As I begin a transition to a new role in pro wrestling, I hope all the fans who've discovered the NWA recently stay on board and continue to watch the likes of Nick Aldis, Peter Avalon, Willie Mack, and Jazz, and many more. As I continue my remaining dates with the good folks of ROH, I'd like to thank them and the NWA for allowing me to cross imaginary lines and give the fans something special. So that sounds like he's going to finish with ROH and do something new with wrestling. Yeah, new role, which wouldn't be just like, hey, I'm going to pop up a New Japan again. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's an interesting time. It'll be an interesting three months. Yep. And, of course, if we find out more information, more hot tags to come when it comes to that. But since we're talking about people going to different places and stuff, we have to talk about people joining the company and people leaving the company. We have a little bit of an influx of talent and a little bit of a push away. Let's talk about the ones that are getting released because or already have been released. WWE next Tian Bing, Jason, and Gabriel Ely. I'm going to start with the last one here. Uriel Ely was released a couple of months ago and there had been some reports that maybe there was some kind of a concussion injury going on with like either or both or Gabriel or, you know, whatever the case may be. I, a while back when Uriel was released, I was like, all right, it's a matter of time before Gabriel does because they're a twin act. And without the twin, then what are they doing? I had this suspicion that maybe Gabriel was the one that was injured and they felt like they couldn't release him because of the injury. So they released his brother. And then when eventually he got like medically back on its feet a little bit, then it was like, all right, now we're going to release you too. What do you think? Um, yeah, I've only, I know that they've done a handful of stuff for NXT. I think a lot of them were basically dark matches, right? Yeah. They popped up here and there and, lost that was it they're the two guys that look like usher so that's hard because you have to wonder why they signed these people to contracts because they weren't under contract for that long right um they might have been under contract for like a two-year period or something like that i don't know for sure yeah i I remember them popping up like in more than one dusty roads tag team classic Mm. So, so they might have been there for like maybe even like three or four years. I'm thinking about it. 
I don't think it was three to four, but two sounds about right. Uh, yeah. What are you going to do? They are a twin act. One's no good without the other, unfortunately. And they're on their merry way now. I can't seem to find uh, any information here when they got originally uh, signed. Huh. All right. Well, that is uh, one of the three. The other ones are um, Jason, which this is something I just want to this is a side note kind of a thing, but it's something that is under my skin. I don't know for sure how I'm pronounced his name. Cheng, Yu Zhang, something like that. Why are they giving these fucking guys these one name things that are so generic like this? Like you've got Rocky and you've got Jason and like, what? Like, why can't he be Jason Cheng? Were because he's Jason. This is Jason. It's like, <laughs> do you really like? I mean, if you're thinking of the future and you're the type of person that goes like, well, merchandise and people chanting things and stuff like that, you want to give people the best foot forward. And you really think that they're like Jason's going to headline WrestleMania? No, he fucking isn't. You know, like, give me a break. Jason hey. Chang could be anything. I don't know what Jason Chang is, but like, can you imagine a marquee being like, you know, the Universal Championship match at WrestleMania is going to be, uh, I don't know, like, let's say like AJ Styles versus Jason. Jason. And, oh, you know, we're, we've got John Cena popping up on the Today Show, and next week, Jason will be there. Like, come on. If you're going to give somebody a one-name thing, they have to be something that stands out. That's why I don't even like the fact that it's Elias. Rusev is like, all right, how many Rusevs are there out there? Baba Tunde is like, all right, fuck, yeah, that's something different, you know? <laughs> but Jason, it's like, why don't you just have a guy come out there and be like, hey, everyone, I'm Bill. <laughs> like, Here's my, my other tag team partner, Jim. We're fucking taking everything by storm. Like, that's already, you screwed the guy by giving him the name Jason alone. And I don't think I've seen him wrestle a single match, so I have no idea who the fuck he is. <laughs> uh, real quick, the Ely brothers were signed in 2015. Okay, that makes sense then. So they had a, their time, and if they would have amounted to something more, they would have. Huh. These guys, they, they look like Jason Jordan and Lars Sullivan had children. <laughs> well then there's Tian Bing uh, a legend <laughs> who the best thing he's ever done is just have the name Bin Wang because I don't care if it just sounds like xenophobic <laughs> you give me a name like that I'm gonna fucking laugh it's just <laughs> Wang Wang is funny it's always gonna be funny and Bin Wang Wang Bin uh, they you think did. They changed it because it sounded way too close to Benoit. No, I think they changed it because Ben Wang is just gonna be like, all right, come on. Um, they gave him a better idea. They weren't like they didn't make him Jason. They made him Tian Bing, which is like, all right, cool, or Tian Bing. I don't know how to pronounce. I think it's Tian. He was uh, in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, wasn't he? Yeah, he was in the uh, twenty seventeen one, uh, WrestleMania thirty three, I think. So. That's like a sign of good faith that they thought of something. He was the first, I think, Chinese recruit 
under like this whole new regime, maybe even like uh, ever or something. He was definitely the first one that signed. I think he was the first period. So they thought something of him. And what's so weird about this is he finally wrestled on NXT last week. And they release him. Well, they used him. Now China can't say otherwise. Yeah. So those guys are gone, which means this is another example of something that we've seen a lot of, where they bring in people from other countries, and then they wait two years, and then they release them. Well, I think they signed them as a PR move, right? Yeah. But they don't sign them to long, long long-term contracts, because if they don't pick it up, then it's like, all right, go do something else. You gave it a shot. It's not working. I hope at least from WWE's sake, they're not signing them for big money deals either. And it's more so just like, hey, this is a sign of uh, good faith in that you may be an investment, but who knows? And then a year from there, they're like, we'll give you an extension. And then two years later, that's like, all right, that's it. You know how they always talk about, well, back when Hall and Nash were signed to WWE, the deal was... You, you had 10 dates at $150 a date. And I feel like whatever these guys get is the equivalent of that today. Like, it's the bare, bare minimum that you can get. And I think that would be a smart move. Yeah. I mean, the business side of things is stuff that we're completely not privy to. So, yeah, we're just speculating. You know, like, uh, it could be the type of thing where they've got so much revenue that they can spread around more solid contracts or it could be that they get paid pennies and that they're okay with it or they hate it or what you know do they is there some kind of weird thing with the performance center where that's like hey if you want to train here then we take uh a certain cut to make up for that out of your thing like you know there's a lot of weird things apparently triple h gives out gift cards that's the thing that happened this week what yeah, there's a some report that like Triple H, I guess on like a regular basis, he'll give out a gift card to whoever he thought was like the standout person for some kind of show. And I'm really curious what gift cards it is because like, <laughs> like I'm just imagining like the way that it was set up was it was something like Triple H will basically have like a team meeting afterward and be like, "All right guys, great show. Like this match you guys killed it, whatever like that. The real standout for this is Say, I don't know, like, uh, Lacey Lane, you really proved yourself tonight. Hell of a match. So here's like a gift card just to be like, you're the standout person. But I'm kind of imagining the Triple H just kind of tosses like a 20 buck, uh, Chili's gift card <laughs> or something. Like, or even hey, worse. Dinner's on me, boys. Like, even worse. What if it's like, here's like a $5 gift certificate for the WWE shop.com? <laughs> That'd be like such a horrible thing. Like, I don't know. But so NXT is kind of an insane place to be, I'm sure. But it's probably a lot of fun, too. And even though we got rid of three people, or we, like, you know, I fucking signed the contracts. Yeah, don't say that, Tony. That's what they think. That, yeah, that's why people <laughs> That's why people think that I can change Monday Night Raw to a, a Wednesday brand at 2.30 in the morning and make it all green and, I don't know, whatever else going on. They, I should say, added a couple more people. And we knew about Mia Yim because she was somebody that had been announced, you know, kind of like separately. And we knew about Matt Riddle because, fuck, we've known about him for like, what, like three months now or something. Right. Chelsea Green, though, that kind of came up out of the nowhere from uh, a lot of speculation for the past, oh, I don't know how long. 
she's been on that bubble as far as people going like, well, when is she going to get signed? And she finally has gotten signed. She deserves it. I think so. Um, yeah, she definitely deserves it. She was a standout for me as a character when I watched All In. I really enjoyed the hot mess character she was doing. I'm surprised that they're not throwing her in the battle royal. By the way, I know we were, we're not going to talk evolution. I just want you to give me a yay or nay. Is Candice LeRae in this battle royal? I would say yay. I hope so, because otherwise that's a mistake. Um, but yeah, she definitely deserves it. Yeah, and you know what? I mean, Chelsea Green could pop up in there because she has gone through tough enough, and she is somebody who has some experience, or not some, she has quite a bit of experience outside of the game, so... They could just be like, hey, you know what? Fuck it. Let's throw her in there. It's a battle royal. Who cares? It's not like suddenly she's fighting Ronda Rousey or something, you know? Well, she could win. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they just hot shot her. She doesn't have to go through NXT. But I could see her going through NXT more and being like a, a mainstay of that. And coming up to NXT pretty quickly, too, on top of that. Yeah, I mean, Mia Yim is already wrestling next week, isn't she? Yeah, I think so. Or this week. Uh, we also have Humberto Carrillo, who I don't really recognize. I rec- I recognize his name as being somebody who has wrestled for NXT before. I remember typing out, like, so-and-so defeated uh, him on, like, some random episode here and there and stuff like that. Apparently, he goes by the name Ultimo Ninja. So, that's kind of Yeah, that cool. sounds more familiar to me. Um, I can't say that I've ever seen his work, however. So, you know, high hopes, I'm sure. His uncle is Hector Garza. Ooh, now that's a name I know. So, that's yeah, I recognize that name. So, he, of course, is somebody to pay attention to. Then we've got Punishment Martinez. All right, so we explained him to you, Tony, during the preview for All In. This dude is like Baron Corbin, if Baron Corbin was a better in-ring competitor. Well, he followed Baron Corbin's hairstyle, because now he got rid of all the long hair. Oh, shit, did he? Yeah, yeah, he doesn't have oh, long dude, hair anymore. They, they needed to be a tag team. <laughs> That's so weird. Um, yeah, I've heard quite a bit about him recently since All In, so that's cool. And we've got Daniel Vidot, I'm assuming is how you pronounce it. He is somebody I don't know a damn thing about. It says here he was uh, in the Australian Rugby League, so... Uh, I don't know. Maybe he'll be one of those guys that pops up out of nowhere. Maybe he's the type of guy that, like, they signed him because he's good at rugby, and in a couple of months, he just gets released. I don't know. It's not the big guy, though. That's not the big guy? The big guy, and I have no idea how to pronounce his name either, other than Jordan. Jordan Amogbin? Amogbin? I don't know. If anybody knows, drop it in the comments uh, comments below. O-M-O-G-B-E-H-I-N. Amogbin? I guess Jordan Amah- is what he'll go by. Amaha Ben, I don't know. Amaha Ben pronouncing this incorrectly, but I Amaha Ben not. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that's yeah. the best All thing. Right, we're uh, done. We're done. <laughs> this dude is seven foot three, three hundred and seventy pounds. He is from Lagos, Nigeria. 
basketball player, of course, because when you're seven foot three, everybody who is involved in basketball is like, please, <laughs> you know. Uh, he, of course, is the type of guy that like they looked at him and they were like, tall fucker, you want a contract? <laughs> but who knows? Tall fuckers have gotten some good runs in WWE before. We've, you know, Braun Strowman, and we've had John Gonzalez. We've where had he falls. A big Show, and we've had the Great, great Collie. <laughs> yep. <laughs> could be all over the place here and uh of course like we will be paying attention to these people uh matt riddle is going straight to nxt for the most part uh mia yim i'm sure she'll be in the mix on a regular basis pretty soon she already is crazy and somebody like the the daniel vito guy or something like that he who knows maybe in a year we see him or something like that i don't know but if you happen to know anything about some of these people like you know if you've seen him or the Jordan guy and you're like, wow, this dude's like super athletic or something like that, by all means, give us a little bit of a heads up and we will pay a little bit more attention to them. But those are from those kind of sides of things. Um, We have one more hot tag to talk about before we get into the main thing here. And that's Total Divas. Not what's going on because neither of us watched that show. But there are rumors that Ronda Rousey may join the cast for the next season. The reason being... Total Divas isn't doing as well. And if they bring Ronda Rousey in, people might tune in. Well, fuck, I wonder why, Tony. They put it on Wednesday. Yep. Like, and that if, is the kiss of death. I don't understand why they put these things in unfavorable positions and then they're like, golly, why, don't, why, why do you think it's not doing well? Well, see, that's weird about how TV stuff works. Networks are, I mean, with anything, there's specifics that are kind of like oh it's a little bit confusing like if you go to say uh tvbythenumbers.com they have a, a good breakdown a lot of the times when it comes to renewals and cancels and everything where if a certain network owns the ip then they tend to renew it ahead of time if they don't then it's they kind of play around with it a little bit more different times as far as like uh when to air what things are death slots and stuff Wednesdays are not a good time. Fridays are a horrible time. Saturdays are the worst. And when you look at, say, a show on a Monday or a Thursday or even a Sunday, they tend to do pretty well because a lot of the times people are kind of winding down from certain things. So, like, you know, Sunday night, they're going to watch stuff because, hey, I got to be in because I got work in the morning. So let me stay at home and watch TV. Monday night, it's like, oh, man, I just got off work. It's a Monday. I'm tired. Let me watch TV. Thursday night, oh, I got past the hump day. Let me do that or whatever like that. But Wednesday is not the type of day that you really have as many people watching and stuff. And for Total Divas to move into that time slot, it means that they either thought, number one, that it was doing well enough that it might bring some attention to that time slot. And it's kind of like, well, let's downgrade you to upgrade the time. Or they had something better to throw in there. Either way, it's not necessarily good for Total Divas. And if they bring Ronda Rousey in, I'm sure it'll bump it a little bit. But I don't think it's going to be some grand savior where it's suddenly they're making like, hey, our ratings spiked and we have like 7 million more viewers. It's not going to happen like that, you know? But like, why would you... Why would you put this show... I have WWE's notifications from Twitter sent directly to my phone, and Wednesday is fucking annoying. 
because you have 205 Live and then NXT. And then while NXT is going on, you're getting double because you're getting tweets about NXT and tweets about Total Divas. And it's just obnoxious. And it's like you're dividing your own audience. It's not a good move. I I think a Sunday night time slot would help it. And I think that there are people that would rather it be on Sunday nights. I know it's a popular show. It wouldn't be on for its eighth season or whatever it is if it wasn't a popular show. It's just that, you know, not everybody is available for reality TV watching on a Wednesday night. I guess they're kind of working under the assumption that the DVR people will just still record it anyway. And by the way, Ronda Rousey being on the show, which is the hot tag, is dumb. Because the whole deal is that she's supposed to be the opposite of a reality show diva. And she's supposed to be somebody who's bringing the change to the women's division. And I just don't think it would be a good fit for her. I also, I kind of agree that the name should be changed. I know we talked about that last week with Nikki tentatively wanting to change the name, but it just becomes, what do you call it? Total women of WWE. That's a mouthful, you know, like, I, I don't <laughs> that's know. That's good. Uh, WWE's go-to. Why don't we make it total evolution? And it's like, oh my God. Oh, well, it, it would have to be something like, um, it would have to be like, illiterate like the uh i don't even know another word with e the exciting evolution there or something i don't know total because hmm. they do total well see that's weird they have total bellas which is clearly just kind of like copy and paste like total divas total bellas but then Miz and misses is completely different so i don't know i think that they're probably just going to keep it as total divas and just kind of be like the hope that nobody complains kind of a thing. Yeah, like, oh, you know why we call it this. Just continue. Like, Yeah, I don't know. Either way, Ronda Rousey going into that show does not mean I'm watching it. So I'm not a part of the group of people that's going to work. Other people, I'm sure, will. Like, they'll get a boost in the ratings for sure. But how big of a boost? That's what's something to call into question. I've said this before. I would watch a show that's just... The outside the ring antics of John Cena, Daniel Bryan, Tyson Kidd, and, you know, the male counterparts, because it's funny to me to watch them be regular humans. I would watch, let's put it this way, I would watch a reality show about anything with WWE related like that if it were reality. The scripted type crap where it's like, today we all decided that we were going to get together and we're going to go to the countryside to go check out this wine place. And then we're going to argue about how we feel like our feelings are not validated. And uh, for the whole episode, we're going to do the talking head type thing where it's like, I really just wanted to talk to them about how – uh, I feel like they were disrespecting me. And then we did the storm out thing and oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. This friendship might be over. And then we decided that we talked it out and we came to the realization that the same lesson that we learned last week is something that we're going to say that we learned again this week. And we really just love each other. You know, we're just like a sisterhood 
And next week, when we start arguing and somebody throws a drink on the other one, that's going to be because we were betraying the sisterhood, and then we have to learn that lesson again. Like, fuck you. Reality shows are stupid. And if this was, like, what Breaking Ground was, Breaking Ground was great. It was just kind of like, here's footage of Bailey, and she's talking about how, like, yeah, you know, it's fun being in NXT. I like to hang around with Carmella and shit. And then, like, here's Tyler Breeze, and he's like... Used to go by Mike Dalton. Now I'm Tyler Breeze. Kind of like a pretty boy type thing. Hope I go to the main roster. Wouldn't WrestleMania be cool? Like, (laughs) kind of stuff was like, yeah, I dig it. But I don't need some manufactured drama bullshit. And lots and lots and lots of people love that stuff. So it works. Just not going to work for me. Agreed. So those are the hot tags outside of the Monday Night Raw stuff. And Monday Night Raw stuff is a couple of doozies. We started off Monday Night Raw with Roman Reigns relinquishing the Universal Championship. There had been some news floating around that maybe he was injured. And my gut reaction was Roman Reigns is coming out here to say, hey, you know, I got a little banged up last week, but at Crown Jewel, I'm going to kick both their asses. That's all I was expecting. Or, at most, for him to say, hey, look, I uh, have some kind of like a knee injury or something. The doctors are telling me I might not make it to Crown Jewel. And that match is going to be a number one contenders match. Or, you know, something along those lines. Certainly did not expect the words to come out of his mouth to say, I've been dealing with leukemia for 11 years. And I have to vacate the championship. And, like, I don't know when I'm going to be back. Yeah. That's like, oh, fuck. Because, I mean, an injury is bad enough. This is far worse from an injury. Uh, This was the most surreal. I don't even know how to begin describing this. This was just unreal. I... I wasn't going to watch Raw. I've been very burned out on wrestling. And then I see that Roman is in street clothes on Twitter when WWE tweeted out, hey, we're starting off with the Universal Champion. And then I knew something was wrong. So I figured I would turn it on in time to hear him say, hey, I blew out my knee. I'll, I'll be back in six months or whatever. But when he said... I'm a liar. I can't be a fighting champion because the truth is my real name is Joe and I have leukemia. Like, I, I stopped processing what was actually happening and it just became, what am I watching here? And, yeah. Uh, it's Roman- also weird, too, because usually when something like this happens, they advertise it ahead of time as, like, big announcement from Roman Reigns. Yeah, you could tell that nobody knew. And I think that's genuine, too. I think nobody knew. Like, Corey Graves got very choked up in uh, at the announce booth and said, you know, our kids play together. This is the last thing I was expecting Roman to say today. And uh, Renee, who is, of course, married to Dean Ambrose. And, yes, she did actually acknowledge that tonight as they were talking about Roman. And... It just, 
it it was so surreal. It's almost like the the heartbreak of listening to Edge retire or Daniel Bryan retire, and also kind of like the weird sadness of watching a tribute show for somebody who passed away. It was very bizarre. And it's not something that we have any proper context with as far as what the future is going, because even he doesn't know. Like, this isn't an injury where, you know, you you broke a finger and you're going to be out a couple of weeks, or you've got a torn rotator cuff and you're out for the next nine months. This isn't something that the doctors can say, like, all right, well, timetable for you to return is probably X amount of days or weeks or months. We're years. This is cancer. this could be yeah. This could be the type of thing that like as horrible as it is to talk about, it's something to to acknowledge. Roman Reigns could be done, and Roman Reigns could be beyond done. He could be like dead. Like let's just call it what it is. This could break could, down his body very quickly. We could right. be talking about Roman Reigns having passed away by the time we hit, you know, by the time we hit the Royal Rumble, away. even. Yeah. Yeah. Like this could like, be this is a very scary thing to deal with. And to know that he's already put it in remission once, for him to have to fight it again, can his body, you know, handle the treatment? And it, it puts into perspective, like, some of the other things in his career. You remember when he had the hernia? Mm-hmm. And it was a simple hernia, and he was out for, like, four months? You know, what if that coincided with something like this, where he couldn't have a normal hernia treatment because... It was something with the leukemia. I don't know. It just it gets your mind thinking. One thing I will say in a very genuine sense, this really puts into perspective the importance of appreciating things because, like, you just don't know what's around the corner tomorrow. Yeah, and look at how many people have just like suffered a random injury. And that we've had, like, you know, like, Edge retiring. Like, I didn't know that Edge was going to retire right then and stuff. And we still get Edge to pop up and stuff. But who knows the situation with Roman Reigns? And just a day ago, you know, people are talking about, like, oh, fuck, earlier today, when there's the reports about the potential injury and stuff, you click on any comment uh, section, you're going to see people going, oh, thank God Roman Reigns is injured. I don't want to see him fucking universal championship anymore and you put this in the context and you go well that's why he's dropping it any decent person's going to be like oh well now i feel like shit you know <laughs> yeah and there was huge thank you roman chance thankfully i was so worried when he started talking about this that people would start like yeah doing the na 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 or something like that i was like don't come on like it's one yeah. thing to dislike the guy. It's another thing to dislike the way that companies working things and the guy. It's another thing to, you know, ignore the reality of the situation. And and it, there's a lot of times where when fans act a certain way, I become very, you know, I want to distance myself from them. Tonight made me kind of feel good to be a wrestling fan. There was so much positivity and love and support i think there was even like a brief tweet from somebody who was in the arena that said there was a moment of silence and then the crowd just broke out in like a you know cancer socks chant like and even that was even reflected with the 
women for the breast cancer, like they seemed more into that than they normally would have been. Yeah. And I mean, this is the type of story that, uh, the only way that this is a worse story is if you get the, the death hot tags and stuff like that. So hopefully none of that's coming. Hopefully what I think it was 2008 is when they had said that he went into remission Here's hoping that is like a repeat and that he comes back as soon as possible, better than ever, all the other kind of stuff like that. I, I would stress to a lot of people that are kind of putting things, um, putting things out there as far as like, when does he come back and like that kind of stuff that patience is a virtue for certain things. Like Roman Reigns may not be at WrestleMania. And uh, he may not be at the next three. Yeah, that's another thing. Again, we are very fortunate and it will not be taken for granted. Like, uh, I just, it, it really sucks. You know what else sucks? And this is something that just hit me right in the, the fact that you just said about like in the three years, not taking it for granted and stuff. This pisses me off. WWE had to know at least a certain, to a certain extent that this was something in his background. And they might not have known until like this week or something like that, that, that this was something that had been like popping up again and stuff. But they knew if, you know, if you have any kind of cancer type stuff, that it's something that can return again. Why did they waste so much fucking time with having him be somebody who could have been better off and more well-respected out of just stubborn ignorance when like this, if this guy never fucking wrestles again, he spent the last three, four years having people shit all over him because they didn't want to just play around with things a little bit more. This guy could have been that top guy for that time period. And for all we know, he might not be able to get a chance to come back and actually get that kind of a run. All because they were stubborn enough to not want to play around with the thing a little bit. We've seen plenty of times when people have turned heel and then turned babyface pretty quickly. Look at Braun Strowman. He just turned babyface back again. And he just turned heel right after Hell in a Cell. So it can be done. And it can be done well enough that it works. They could have turned Roman Reigns heel for a three-month period four years ago or three years ago or two years ago or last year or earlier this year. Turned him back babyface again and it could have been massive cheers the whole time. And it takes until he get, announces that he's got fucking leukemia for people to finally be like, oh shit, well we don't hit him that much. Yeah, I mean... It's it's so hard because you know that they they probably didn't want to lean on this too much, but now that it's it's in our faces, it just seems just surreal and sad and I don't know, man. Like I like I said, just appreciate stuff. You know, I hope we see him in a ring again real soon. I really do. And think about the kids real quick. Think about the kids who Roman Reigns is their guy. Can you imagine if you were younger and Bret Hart was like, I can't be your champion anymore. I have cancer. 
Yeah, it's bad enough when Shawn Michaels loses his smile and people are crying, and that's just him being like, uh, I might be a little uh, banged up and I'm kind he's of like, annoyed. Hey, I'm kind of depressed. You know, I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, it's another thing to be like, hey, kids, uh, I'm dealing with a thing that kills most people. It's It's so scary. Yeah, it is, and it's it's a fucking horrible situation, and the absolute worst way to get some of the things that, if you're trying to look for a positive, it's like, I mean, I we uh, Peter had put it in the Mega Maniacs live chat for Run Day Raw. He was like, "Well, Tony's getting Braun and uh, Brock," and I was like, "Not, <laughs> not this, not this way." Like, you know, like, fuck. If you give me the option of like. I mean, obviously, if you give me the option of Roman Reigns is healthy and he holds the title and they keep doing Brock Lesnar matches over and over for seven years versus Roman Reigns has leukemia, I'm going to pick the repeat matches, you know, like, I don't want the guy to have anything. I don't want, I don't want anybody to get injured. I don't want anybody to be like, uh, you know, have a bad fucking day unless they're like somebody that I actually dislike. And we've said for years that, that the issue isn't Roman Reigns. The issue was the booking behind that. And that's what kind of pisses me off. Roman Reigns took the heat for what WWE did, and it took until a situation like this for people to actually start to acknowledge him as Roman Reigns. You know, and I kind of want to see that comeback now, and I want to see him, you know, like, I I just want to see him hold up the Universal Championship already, and, like, we haven't even passed a week yet. It just feels so wrong for him to be out in such a manner. Yeah. And it's going to be a situation that obviously if we get any kind of news could only hope that it's good news, but um, uh, I really don't want to have some really bad hot tag over the next couple of months or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you're the type, if you're the type of person that prays, pray, for uh, Roman Reigns, all the other people that go through that kind of a situation and stuff. If you don't believe in it, obviously, you know, whatever. But uh, that sucks. That's a really, really horrible situation. Because even if he was just like, you know, hey, I fucked up my my back and I, I'm going to be out for a year and a half. It's like, ah, oh, fuck. All right. That sucks, man. Like, all right. In a year and a half, come back. It's like, this is a lot worse. But who knows? Standard Bryan was out. With an injury that we thought he would never get uh, to come back. We've gotten Rowdy Roddy Piper wrestling after dealing with a bunch of stuff. We've got so many Rick different Flair things. Came are so back different. From a coma last year. Yeah, Ric Flair was like, I mean, people were basically writing up his obituaries and he ended up coming out of that. And Roman Reigns has uh, gone through this before in 2008. So, can only hope for the best. That throws a lot of things for a loop because that means Crown Jewel, it's going to be Braun Strowman versus Brock Lesnar for the Universal Championship. The vacated title is going to be on the line. Braun Strowman has officially turned babyface again. Elias has turned babyface. And then we had another turn and a championship change. And this is the insanity that I was talking about earlier where it's like, all right, Roman Reigns happens. I still haven't even fully processed processed it yet, but I'm jumping around. I'm clicking on like changing who the universal champion is on the website and all these other kind of things like that. Later on, we get Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. B 
beating Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler for the Raw Tag Team Championship. I'm scrambling around. I'm trying to add that, like, the title change happened and all that kind of stuff. And then, bam, Dean Ambrose turns heel. So he is now a co-champion with somebody he just turned his back on. After Roman Reigns says that he has leukemia. Like, the first question I want to bring up to you is, do you agree or disagree with the people that are saying it shouldn't have been tonight? So, my initial reaction to when there there was a moment where Braun Strowman chases Drew McIntyre out, and the referee's down, and Seth pins Dolph, and I immediately cringed because I thought, oh no, Dean is going to turn on him, and I didn't want to see it. But Dean throws the referee in the ring, one, two, three, and I said, okay, good. They did the right thing. So I got you can you can call me Mark D Felice tonight, because I bought it hook, line, and sucker when he hit the dirty deeds. And I was like, oh, okay, so we're doing this. And I even messaged you. I was like, I like this because he's acting like so conflicted by the fact that he just had to do that. They're treating him like an actual lunatic. What was beautiful here was Everybody shut up. The announcers shut up. They didn't have Cole. Oh my God, what's happening? They let Dean Ambrose beat the hell out of Seth Rollins. You know, taunt him, scream at him for calling him a lunatic. The the fans were like, no, not tonight, Dean. What are you doing? That that was what really put it over for me. Was that the, there were people in the crowd like, no, not tonight. What are you doing? And then I thought... Uh, it's perfect. He just became the main roster's Tommaso Ciampa. It's a double-edged sword because it's like you. I mean, it's brilliant in a lot of ways. Because, like, let's let's be transparent here. All right, your champion drops the title. That's a downer. He drops the title because of leukemia. That's a major fucking downer. He drops the title because of leukemia, a cancer based thing during a cancer awareness type month mm-hmm. really like there's no way to come out of this without just being like wow what a you know what a terrible situation and stuff so you kind of give people a little bit of a win at the end of the night it's like yay okay well at least the shield won the raw tag team championship that's good if they would have left it at that it still would have been like all right awesome but then you have the heel turn and then that makes people now people are talking about the insanity that happened with that and it gets people to not dwell on the fact that you've got a guy that could potentially die going on like that's it's a good distraction with that and i'm of the opinion of like well fuck i don't know what they're doing now and maybe they don't know either you know i mean i'm sure that obviously roman reigns relinquishing the title was not a part of their plan because if that would have been the case why would they you know had that type of yeah why would they have done that and how would they have had that foresight to begin with too but the raw tag team championship is now held by a team that's not a team anymore does that mean that we get like they drop the belts and next week we get new tag team champions does that mean that they're gonna somehow try to continue to still be a tag team anyway even if they hate each other or is this gonna be the type of thing where like 
maybe they're going with a lunatic character and Dean Ambrose is kind of schizophrenic or multiple personality disorder. And maybe it's kind of like, Hey, I don't have control over my actions all the time. And then it's almost like Seth Rollins is dealing with a tag team partner that on an off day is his worst enemy. And on a good day is his best friend. That could be an interesting story. That's where I hope they're going with it. Cause that would be so much fun to watch unfold. I don't know. I will say this. It's under the most tragic of circumstances, and that hurts me. But this was by far the most newsworthy Raw of the year. And as much as it's a pain in the ass to do so much work and to be in a frazzle for the whole thing, I'll take that frenzy if it's on the positive side of things like this turn. The negative stuff like the Roman Reigns situation, of course, I wish I didn't have to report on that. But that's because I don't want that to be like the reality of the situation. But the Dean Ambrose heel turn is the type of thing where it's like, I don't know what they're doing. And as being somebody who analyzes things and does predictions constantly and is always writing up articles and stuff, it's kind of frustrating because I don't know what to, to base articles around and try to plan out like, when can I type out that there's a new champion? When can I do this and do that work ahead of time? But as a fan, I'm like, ooh, fuck. I don't know what they're doing. You know, does this mean, yeah, we get, it's like, you know, I actually want to see Raw next week. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is a feeling I didn't have at 7.59 p.m. this evening. Right. It was just, oh, my God, i got to start my Monday night bullshit. Have like checking around for main event uh results checking around for this posting this there it's going to be four or five hours worth of dealing with this kind of crap and all this other kind of stuff by the end of it now i'm sitting there going well how does this factor into crown jewel what do they do with the intercontinental championship what do they do with the raw tag team championship is elias turning uh baby face to balance out dean ambrose turning heel is that something where drew mcintyre is going to be in the mix for the intercontinental championship or is he going to be for the universal title is Ziggler going to be for the Intercontinental? Is Ziggler going to continue to team with Drew McIntyre? Are the authors of pain coming into the mix here? Like, we could very well next week have new tag team champions again, and it could be the fucking revival. Who knows? And there's a lot still to process. And then you factor in the fact that this is the Evolution Go Home show. Like, <laughs> And I hate to say this because people are going to be like, oh, that's so like... Uh, diminishing of you and stuff, but on a go-home show for an all-women's pay-per-view, there was nothing Nobody really to talk about for the women's stuff. Nobody was thinking about the women. I will give them credit for the the backstage brawl between Trish and Lita and Mickey and Alicia. I won't. <laughs> I, I, I didn't think it was anything. I thought it was funny, but I give Alicia Vox credit for this one because she was screaming, you want to play games? Do you want to play games? And that just like tickled me to the point where, you know, I laughed. And then I thought, okay, so they got the heel heat. And then, then Trish and Lita came right back. And the only thing I would take away from that segment is the, I didn't like the whole, that's how we do it in the attitude era. Like I just, I just would have left that line out of it. Oh, and by the way, we didn't touch on this yet. It's official. No men will be working evolution. They shouldn't. Renee young and Beth Phoenix are doing the commentary. 
Oh, like just them? Yeah. Huh. Well, you know, uh, in for a penny, in for a pound. Renee's only been on commentary for a little bit of time, and now they're going to trust her with full-on duties. You know, I'm surprised that Phoenix isn't working the show, considering she was such a big part of what kept the women working as, you know, back when they really weren't great workers. Oh, God, I just thought of something. Oh, no. Does this mean that we're going to get Stephanie or Paige on commentary? To fill in the blank take, a little bit. I will take Paige. I never want to hear Stephanie McMahon on commentary ever again. Oh, this could happen. Mm. Uh, sorry for for even more ruining your Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, a, this is a weird set of hot tags when it comes to those kind of things, but more, I guess, yeah. I guess, I don't know what else really we could say. Like, there wasn't even a special on Monday Night Raw afterward. Like the the WWE Network. I mean, usually it's like, here's a ride along, or here is a story time, or something like that. Instead, they did some like look the Road to Evolution thing on the USA Network, which I watched about like five minutes of, and I was just like, all right, it's the same old crap. So, and okay. I'm not going to let you edit there. Um, Triple H, to me, is somebody who deserves a lot of love for what's happening. And I don't know, when he speaks, I find a genuine, like, yeah, I believe in what you're saying. When when Stephanie speaks, I don't feel that. When, you know, I believe that Triple H says... Yeah, the women deserve to be on the same platform, and that's why they're in Hell in a Cell. And I I think that that's great, and I think it's great that, let's be real here, you have a niece, I have a niece. Uh, it's good that a generation of young girls can watch WWE and be inspired by athleticism and not go, yeah, I want to have pillow fights, too. You know? <laughs> like, that is important to me, and that should never be lost on anybody and i'm grateful for where the WWE are with their women however and we'll get more into this on wednesday or thursday i don't care for the card all that much but yeah and with something like the road to evolution thing it's like we've already heard the narrative a million times do you really need to watch a, a another special that's just kind of like we we did this, then we did that, and then we did that, and this is the thing, and it's just patting themselves on the back and stuff. So that's why we don't have a whole thing when it comes to that. But as far as I can be aware of, I don't think that there's any other types of news going on to mention. Is there? Is there anything else that I like? Uh, some uh, hot tag worthy type thing that I'm completely missing. There's so, like Bray Wyatt could return with a new gimmick, which is like could return with a new gimmick. What gimmick? When which he he would be a welcomed face right now because you know we just let's not lose sight we just lost our replacement for John Cena our replacement you know our this era there's some kid right now that thinks that their Hulk Hogan isn't coming back yeah uh Bliss we didn't talk about this we did talk about the fact that you know it was Alicia in the segment Bliss is injured. Yeah, she I, might have a broken nose. Actually, we should probably hold that for uh, predictions for later on. Um, um, 
Crown Jewel, there was some reports that John Cena and Daniel Bryan are refusing to go to for Crown Jewel. They're advertising yeah. them as still being fine, so that's... By the way, be... that was what was going to be my big thing to talk about here before Raw happened. <laughs> like, Cena and Bryan don't want to go to Crown Jewel, reportedly. But by the way, I'm not going to lie, this is being reported by the same people who were initially reporting, hey, something's wrong with Roman. Hmm. So, you know... Let's put some a little bit of stock into it. Thought into that. Uh, what do you think about the whole tears on the network thing? And there was another new survey that said they're considering a fifteen dollar tier that would offer house shows, the archive of ICW and Progress Wrestling, which is the current promotions in the UK that they're getting talent from, and monthly Saturday nights main event specials. House shows, I think, makes no sense. But they did apparently try uh, some kind of production crew out. That's actually I should have been a hot tag. I don't know why I forgot about that. So they're at least thinking of the idea of recording those things. But house shows are like a constant type thing, and they repeat the same matches a lot. So I can't imagine that they would record like say every house show. Here's but maybe thing. maybe they would record like when they did Starcade. Yeah, Starcade, or when you go to the Boston Garden or Madison Square Garden, that's a house show worthy of being recorded. And I like the idea because, you know, it's just, hey, if you're bored on a Saturday night, watch this house show or watch this Saturday night's main event. I like it. I would absolutely pay the extra $5. I would love it if they were to do that and incorporate a lot of the older names and stuff. Like, I'm pretty sure that they probably have a live event on uh, the 31st. And if they do, Halloween Havoc. Yeah. Why not? You know? But you, but you know what, Tony? You don't get a say. You're not paying for it. You're using cases. Here's another thing that um, some people are getting all upset about for some reason. That Becky Lynch has a new t-shirt where it says, The Scarlet Spit Fire. And people are like, she's never been called that before. Well, she might just fucking tomorrow night on Raw, uh, on SmackDown, just be like, I'm the Scarlet Spit Fire. And then there you go. Yeah, that's, that's why they clear, have that. That's clearly what they're going for. I don't know why that's a thing. Yeah, that I don't know why that's like a news report going around. It's just kind of like, hey, this thing hasn't happened yet, but it probably will. And merchandise, it's like, well, You okay. think that they don't like the term Spitfire or what? No, I think it's just people needing a you know slow news day until it became a huge news day <laughs> that kind of thing um i don't think that there's anything else going on i can't i don't know uh impact is moving to an even later time slot which just isn't good for them it's 10 p.m eastern now 11:30 if you're in canada so yeah not very good oh fuck actually this should be probably the last one that we should talk about because uh yeah, I've talked about the topic before, but the WWE Instagram posted a picture of an urn with DX sprayed on it. And for some reason, out of all the things that they could have written, the description that they wrote was, respect is out of the window at WWE Crown Jewel. Mm. Which is kind <laughs> of like, you you couldn't say something uh. like, legends clash at crown jewel or like well to be fair that's so hard because the whole premise of the rivalry is respect is out the window it's just that 
given God. the circumstances, it's yeah. kind of it makes it seem like it's like, hey, we're going to Saudi Arabia. We don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. <laughs> it's kind of like, yep, you you want uh, equality for women? Well, respect is out the window. You want people to take death uh, from a journalist seriously? Respect is out the window, motherfucker. Like. I forgot about that, that that was something that happened earlier since everything became the Roman Reigns type stuff. But yeah, that, uh, I don't know if that's like the guy posting that or the girl posting that was kind of like a little subtle jab or well, somebody that posted it just fucking, not knowing, you know? Let's talk about the fucking crazy times that we're living in. Shawn Michaels is coming out of retirement and it seems to be the last thing on everybody's mind because of all of the other stuff that's happening. How crazy is that? Remember when a couple months ago the calendar was just kind of like, hey, we've got Hell in a Cell and then we've got a blank chunk of time? Yeah. <laughs> and then Super Showdown and then... Evolution and Crown Jewel and Roman Reigns and Shawn Michaels and uh, Unreal. Insane. But at the very least, we do know Crown Jewel is coming up in a week and Evolution is coming up in a couple days. So we are going to do our predictions later on this week, either Wednesday or Thursday. I haven't quite figured that out yet, especially because now with NXT UK and everything that's happening, that's like they're really kind of overloading Wednesdays and we might have to start changing and do recordings on Thursdays now or something. I don't know. Uh, stay tuned for that though, as well as the post show. And if you want to be aware of when those things get posted on the YouTube channel, when they're actually uploaded fully, then subscribe and ring the bell for notifications. Follow the Facebook and the Twitter accounts at smart moment. Stay tuned to smartoutmoment.com for anything else that's happening. We got like the triple uh, threat of the week. We got, you know, the usual other weekly kind of breakdowns and stuff. I may have some other news coming up for some other things. I don't want to say exactly what, but maybe some good stuff. Uh, Fanboysanonymous.com is where you'll see stuff like my review of season three of Daredevil. Spoiler alert. Fucking awesome. Really liked it. And anything else that's happening on the Fanboys Geeks. Uh, kind of side you'll find on there the youtube channel the facebook the twitter that kind of stuff like that rob what do you want to toss out all right so wrestlezone.com as you guys should know by now that is where i am during the day and i covered nwa 70 as we talked about i'll i do the wrestlezone daily live streams a couple days a week and you know just come check it out get all your wrestling news like all the crazy stuff that was happening on Raw. If you want to support me, of course, there is Time Killer Apparel. That is my brand. If you were to ever buy something from there, that goes directly to supporting me. And if you support me, you support Spark Out Moments, so you should do that. And this week, the triple threat is, of course, about evolution. What I like about this is while the podcast may end up being just me, Tony, and Callum, you will have Jordan and Gabby's perspectives on the all-women's pay-per-view with this triple threat, so make sure you check that out. And yeah, that's it for me. Oh, wait, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DudeFelice. I knew I forgot something. Uh, All right, yeah, that's it. One last thing for me to mention here, of course, is if you like our content and you want us to do more 
then you should talk with your spirit change because that is the best motivator out of everything in the world because that's how the world works. Money is the root of all evil. And a good way for you to spread the evil, so to speak, <laughs> is uh, the Patreon for Fanboys Anonymous and for Smart Out Moment. You can request some different special features. You can just chip in a buck, you know, whatever the case may be. If you're the type of person who's rich, maybe you have like a dad who owns the Jacksonville Jaguars and you want to throw a million bucks my way. I'm going to accept it gladly and, I don't know, send you a free t-shirt or something. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, there's also the Public and the Redbubble shops for those kind of things there. If you want any, like, shirts or, you know, fanny pack, I think, or something like that that they sell, mugs, you know, I don't know, whatever that is. I'm sure at some point somebody's bought, like, a clock. But um, somebody bought a onesie of something the other day. I forget what it was, but it was something that made me laugh that it was, like, a joke that a little baby shouldn't have that I had on there, like... The total bullshit one or something like that where i was like really all right well you're gonna give that to your kid uh, sure well maybe that's for when they poop their pants <laughs> maybe um, i don't know it was something like that where i was just kind of like that's oh, kind of funny instead of like the run barry run or you know something else a little bit tamer it was like like a more of the offensive ones but hey you know to each their own i'm not gonna tell you what to do with your kid um last thing i want to say if you've stuck with us for this what are we in like well, well over an hour, correct? Uh, we're at like an hour 20, something like that, maybe. <laughs> all right, so following all this Roman stuff, seriously, make sure that you're, you know, living it up and enjoying life. Don't be like me. Don't be like <laughs> Tony. <laughs> right, what's the, the thing from Simpsons? Don't make the same mistake I did. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm laughing because it's true. Alrighty, everybody. <laughs> thank you for listening to another hot tag. And thank you for all the support. As always, we will see you for the predictions breakdown of evolution. Adios. This has been another smart out moment, and we're being counted out. <laughs>